It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. What is it they say about Toronto uh, or Canada in general? There are only two seasons, winter and construction. (laughs) So this is in Toronto. And I'm not even sure of the latter because I got to say, as much construction as there has been, it's a real pain in the you-know-what, where projects are going well over budget and over timeline. And then there's another component to this, as we witnessed yesterday around noon, where there was a scaffold that fell at Bremner and Spadina. No one was injured on one person, I guess, sort of, you know, kind of marginally. But by the grace of God or the luck of fools? It might have been both. In fact, uh, you know, that nobody got hurt down below. This was a big high rise being put up, a condo tower. And you see the pictures. I mean, they're there on TikTok. I didn't see any more of them. Uh, News coverage was rather scant. But some of the comments uh, left me to wonder (laughs) how this, and this is on TikTok, the TikTok thread. uh, This is a company from Hong Kong. What is the implication there that, oh, okay, maybe they don't have the same building standards that we do here? Well, it's it's citizen journalism, right? Like mainstream media is beholden to certain copyright laws and journalistic integrity, whereas the average TikTok user can just uh, take a video of debris and detritus and large chunks falling, (laughs) raining hell all over the street and just upload it and uh, often without context. So, you know, if you read the mainstream media uh, reports in tandem with actual firsthand citizen journalism, you you get more or less, if you put them together, you can uh, divine (laughs) a more accurate image. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, you know, uh, that is subject to scrutiny like uh there were no details in this particular thread i'm citing from tiktok as to what what took place it was just a case of uh here's a pile of debris on the ground luckily some people weren't hurt uh but then there were uh, a couple of short snippets of people who were saying geez you know that that wasn't too far from where i was walking or oh they're commenting that way but i'd like to know some other questions to be answered and that is whether or not this was about poor workmanship I mean, we've heard in past construction sites now because they're trying to recruit as quickly as they can, not always finding, you know, the most appropriate tradespeople maybe to fill some of the roles. So they're rushed into active duty and maybe they're ill-equipped. Maybe they don't have the experience. Or here's another one. Let me just add this. And I'm saying uh, this is not exactly, to my knowledge, what took place. But there are certain construction sites where I've been told by people who are intimately involved with said sites some of the workers are high, not up high, working from street level. I'm talking about, you know, they might have some, you know, happy juice in the lunch pail. Hello, uh, I'd, uh, I'd like a job yeah, on this well, construction site. Well, do you have a drug problem? Right. Do you have, do you have a, a drinking problem? Do you have a criminal record? Are you, you know, running from the law? All right, uh, three out of four ain't bad. Can you start on Monday? Do you have steel toes? All right, can you start on Monday? Yeah. This you- should be no problem at all. All <laughs> uh, right, uh, that was the sound, by the way, of uh, the collapse of the scaffolding yesterday. We, we have an actuality. That was a dramatization. Don't try that at home. By the way, no animals were hurt in the presentation. Uh, but how could the scaffolding have fallen? We've had this in the past. There was a story, I guess, about 10, 12 years ago out of North York for around Christmas time, I think it was. Four workers on a scaffold lost their lives because there was inappropriate oversight and they kind of jerry-rigged the thing together. It wasn't done according to code or Hoyle. 
So that does speak to a lack of oversight, appropriate oversight. You tell me, you know, this is where I wanted to start because this yesterday story is not really being flushed out in full. And I, I grant you, I don't have specific details, but I'm going on your say so when it comes to job sites of a construction nature, there are a lot of people who are involved in the trades and who work accordingly. And maybe there's, there's sometimes where you, you know, you're wincing with the fact that, uh, you know, it's not a properly secured site. You may just also think your own safety is being compromised or those down at street level, well below, you know, 22 stories down, or even a hammer that kind of is unsecured and falls. That's enough to take somebody out, at the very least permanently disable. So you want to be very, very mindful. And I get it, you know, sometimes you've got sites where pedestrians are not to walk and or at least they have some kind of coverage. You see a lot of that. But even then, when scaffolding falls, it falls further out into the street or it can. It can be windblown. But how this could happen is a matter of conjecture. I'm sure the ministry is investigating. Hopefully they are. They should be. These are serious considerations. It's not always the wind, you know. Sometimes it could be, you know, worker misconduct. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I think you actually had that actuality from a worker, did you not? Live on the scene. There you We're go. in touch with the community. Well, all right. We've yeah. got our finger on the pulse of Toronto. Well, let me just put my finger on the pulse here and find out from those who are in the know, who are directly involved in the industry, and what might have taken place. I want to stress the might have because it's merely conjecture at this point. But, you know, anecdotally, from your own experiences being involved, intimately as you are, what have you seen? What have you heard about at the very least and so what do you think might be taking place and what do we need to know about certain sites like this are companies cutting corners is it sloppy workmanship irresponsible workers under that heading you know uh, they might actually be having some cognitive impairment as they're working oh! little oversight there's also that issue the high winds one we'll just sort of put in a separate category or silo. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily, could high winds have created a situation unless there's obviously sloppy workmanship or something not done to code according uh, initially. Anyway, 870-6400. Let's take some calls on this one. 870-6400. And from out of town, 888-225-TALK. Brian's up. Hey, Brian, how about you? What do you think could have happened here? Hey, John, I, I work in this industry. I'm, I'm a crane operator, so I know about exactly, I, I have a pretty good idea about what happened yesterday there. Fire away. So, so that, that, first of all, this stuff is not scaffolding. They were calling it scaffolding. Everybody's calling it scaffolding. That's, that's not what it is. It's a piece of concrete formwork, and it sits, on, it sits on the top of the building, and then they pour concrete on top of that, and that's how you get your floor. Okay, so we call it a fly panel or a fly form or a table. And, and that's what that is. So that would sit on the edge of the building, and sometimes it's in, a, it's in a sketchy area like it was on that building. It's right on the edge, and when it's right on the edge, you have to secure it to the ground. It has to be tied down with, with ratchet straps or, or so, something that secures it safely to the floor. So either it wasn't secured properly or it wasn't secured at all enough so that when it got really windy, it blew right off the building. That's what happened. Well, it looks to me like it was plywood or chipboard. Well, it, th there's plywood on top, and then underneath is aluminum joists, 
And then underneath that is aluminum trusses. So that whole thing probably weighed about 5,000 pounds, I bet you. So it's like, and it was prob- probably 25 feet long or something like that. And then, is there like rebar in there? Well, the re- what happens is, is that, is that, 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 that is, is when you pour a slab, uh, we, we, it, we put that on top of the slab and then the guys put rebar on top of that. The electricians put all their stuff and all the other trades put all their stuff. And then we pour concrete on top of that. And then after we, we, we lower it down underneath after the concrete's cured and we put it on wheels and we roll it out the side of the building while it's attached to the crane and we pull it out of the side of the building and then we put it on top and then we do another floor. So that's how that's how you can do a floor in in three or four days w- with with that type of formwork. Yeah, it's kind of modular. Hey, so Brian, yeah. uh, finally, then what you're saying here is somebody didn't attach this stuff appropriately. It should not have fallen. So there was slipshod workmanship here. Well, what happens is is that is that usually usually what happens in a in a in a panel like that where it's if you if you looked I saw the, the pictures from the, the like videos and stuff and you can see that. It looks like it's almost right on the edge of the balcony. So there's no wall or column or anything. And all it would take is, is wind to push that thing off the side of the building. And once it goes, it's only sitting, when they, when they land it there, it's only sitting on four or six points on the ground. So if, if one or two of those points goes off, it, it's going down. So you have to you have to ratchet that down with ratchet straps or come-alongs to the floor. Well, somebody so, obviously didn't do that. That's what, or didn't do it properly. Well, so they either did it and they didn't do a very good job at doing it, or they didn't do it at all. Well, and otherwise, otherwise it would still be on the building. I got you. Hey, Brian, I appreciate it very much. Let me grab John in Wasaga Beach, a former inspector with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, John, so what you just heard from Brian there, uh, is this something that should have been caught maybe in inspection? Well, I wasn't there, John, but I would think so based on what Brian said. He hit the nail on the head. Anything that's, anything that's at, at height and not, not otherwise restrained by a, gar, a guardrail or a, some type of barrier has to be tied off or there has to be some sort of mitigation to stop it from being kicked off, moved off, blown off at height because of the obvious dangers. All right. Well, you're a former inspector. Uh, give me a sense for uh, how <laughs> prevalent this might be as a problem. I mean, this doesn't fill us full of confidence. Well, you, you, you know what, Johnny? I, I can't disparage the trades because they do a lot of good work. And the vast majority, I would say 90 to 95 percent of companies have a zero tolerance policy for any type of substance use or abuse on the. Uh, that said, I've been invited to some, you know, parties on the job site. Uh, there's been a lot of job sites where at the end of my inspection, where there's been no issues found, I've been offered a beer or a whiskey. Uh, Justin legalized the uh, electric lettuce. There was a certain job job sites depending on the company. Um, so it, it happens, but it, I don't think it's to the extent that a lot of people might want to think that it is. However, it does occur. It is somewhat open, and it does present a, a public safety danger. Well, uh, right there, uh, you know, insofar as it still presents a danger, that's still not good enough, uh, as we can understand. I mean, you want to be absolutely bulletproof. But, John, I appreciate yeah. it. Very good insights. Thanks for sharing that with us. John and Wasaga Beach. Uh, a lot of the job sites I worked on, uh, especially doing landscaping, there was always one guy. You know, any job site, regardless, there's always that one guy who's still kind of three sheets to the wind showing up in the morning after a, a late night arguing with his old lady. 
you know, or, or, or somebody, you know, it's like somebody with a pill problem and it's like, really? You're the driver? You know what? Let me drive. How about you give me the key? No, really. Or it's someone who is like, all right, we're working with razor sharp tools. How about you work, I don't know, 200 feet away, like far away from me? You never should have trusted me. I'm on drugs. Right. Yeah, you know, I understand. Two Neo Citrons, you don't operate heavy equipment. <laughs> yeah, Neo Citrons. <laughs> yeah. Those of you at home, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> right. Giant air quotes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Neo get, Citron. Well, that's what they say in a bag of a package. Yeah, I think I saw that commercial yeah. <laughs> on TV. Here, here's Kevin, your turn. Kevin, good afternoon, Oakley Show. Hey, great day for talk radio. Thank you for that, Kev. So I uh, I maintain uh, parking garages in the downtown area. Mm. And let me tell you, between 6 and 7 in the morning or 11 and 12 afternoon, all you smell is uh, pot in the garages. They're self-medicating, and then they go back to work. Well, and then they go back to work at 6 or 7 in the morning. You're meaning uh, they start their well, job. They start their job. That's you know six or seven. They medicate before, then they come back have their lunch. Right, and then they uh, you know like your previous caller said the electric lettuce. I never heard that one before, but the whole garage just reeks. Yeah, and then uh, usually at the end of the day they sit around and have a uh, you know dozen beer and some more lettuce, and then they hit the road and go home. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's uh, going to be maybe not a surprise when the veal truck that pulls up at lunch is actually the cannabis cab, you know, and honk, honk, and the boys come out. <laughs> really, if it were devolving to that, that's a scary prospect. Anyway, listen, Kev, uh, thanks for kind of confirming what I've heard through the pipeline, so to speak, that uh, some of this has taken place on construction sites. We don't know that that happened in this instance. I'm just saying, generally speaking, what's going on on these sites. I have a suspicion. This ain't a toy, sir. It's heavy machinery. You should not be operating this vehicle while under the influence. Thanks, <laughs> come high as a kite. <laughs> Listen to the John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640. And listen anywhere on Earth, 24 hours a day, by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast library.